Due South by Southeast, the podcast that gives Due South its Jews one episode at a time. It's another hot one here in the UK. Woo. I'm your host, Detective Squee, and as always, I'm joined by Dottie Baker and also... Always come second to Dottie Baker, don't I? Mount- third after me as well. Mountie Michelle. And joining us, uh, now we've previously referred to her as a Mountie, but I thought like we got the Detective, we got the Mountie. Of course, in the TV show, they've got Elaine, who's the civilian aide. Yeah. Here is our civilian aide, Nicola. Yay. Hello. So you've got your own kind of like title. A civilian. <laughs> so, no. It's yeah. a special one. <laughs> you haven't been embattled in the uh, uh, war on, on the, the, the war on lack of knowledge <laughs> about you south that we have since the beginning. The civilian aide brought in to assist us in our, our voyage through the Jew South episodes. So you mean just pouring the drinks? Yeah, that will do it. Ah, yeah. okay. You aid us in this way, exactly. <laughs> it's an important role. Don't put yourself down. It's important. I'm glad she realises that it's her role, so I don't expect <laughs> any more argument about it. <laughs> no, like, oh, you do it this time. No, you've said that's your job. Oh, yeah, well, no, it's not going to fly. <laughs> and you, you expanded your remit this week, actually. In fact, actually, Michelle, mm-hmm. you said last time we recorded... Whereas you may have got slightly squiffy during that record. I don't believe that's true. You said that you were going to listen back to all the episodes while you had some time I, off. Yeah, when I've got some time off. That hasn't started yet. Well, we may have saved you at least part of that job. And uh, someone likes their spreadsheets. It's our <laughs> civilian aid. And, you know, that's what they do. And you sound like Elaine is the one who does the kind of a lot of the admin and stuff. And yeah. uh, what have you been doing this week for us? I've been started putting together your drinks list on a spreadsheet. So this is a list of all the runs we've drunk in through episodes yeah. of Due South by Southeast. What what episode are you up to? I don't know. I can't remember. What did I say? Sixteen, something like that. I think I so. Know. It's about sixteen. So about it's something like that. About halfway through, I think. Yeah. Our, our, our list of episodes. So I've listened to a lot. I've listened to Michelle talk over the theme tune. <laughs> Do I? I can't believe Again. I've done that. Yeah. I've listened to Neve talk about a bounty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I like so bounties. Good. What's that going to do with this? Sounds like mountain. And just to finish it off, I was going to say, what are you doing with your bucket and spade here? Because it's not June, it's Jews. Oh, oh, oh. deep cuts callback. <laughs> Ouch. A joke which we had to drop because Michelle couldn't understand a simple rhyme. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm sorry. Nope. 
That voice about. No idea. <laughs> so apparently Farmer Giles is joining us for this episode. Uh, so let's just get straight into stuff. Uh, and by the way, I hope you did enjoy the two-parter, which was talking about the deal. Uh, I haven't edited it yet. As this goes out... Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, I should say there was an episode uh, for you guys who are listening now, three episodes, four episodes ago, where there was a problem with the upload when I first uploaded the episode... The um, episode didn't play properly, so I had to re-upload it. So that's why I held back the the release of the t- two parts of the deal. We talked about that, so um, so we didn't have one episode released just after the proper version of the other one. I didn't realise it for a while. I was told by uh, our head of network, Simon Spindles Potast, who uh, let us know that's the Wonky Spindle Network. Yeah, gay spindles. Please go and check out all those episodes. So yeah. So we haven't listened back to those two episodes, but I'm kind of scared to because not only <gasps> were you particularly drunk, I was fairly drunk, and uh, I was recording on my phone, so I don't know what the quality is going to be like on that one. It's going to be interesting, and we had a lot of noise as well. <laughs> there was so yeah. much more noise than we normally have. It doesn't yeah. help. Everything in your front room yeah. was programmed to make noise. But anyway, we talked about that last week. Yeah. One thing we talked about last week as well was I'm doing my 40 for 40, 40 yeah. things before my 40th birthday that I have to achieve uh, in December, when, when my birthday is. And I've been working on the list this week. And last week, we uh, read out the letter to Paul Gross. Michelle, you brought that with you tonight because I, I forgot to get yeah. off you. Uh, so it's now printed out. Yeah. I'm not going to find an address for Paul Gross. I don't think that should be too tricky because there's a few sources I could get. send it to the consulate? <laughs> yeah, just send it to Canadian consulate. Yeah. They'll get it to him. Is that not they must know his address. <laughs> yeah. He still works there. I'm sure he does, but, and plus they're Canadian, you know, all Canadians know each other. Yeah. yeah. You, you know Benton Fraser, don't you? Oh, you mean Paul Gross? Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, he's the one with the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you think he's got the wolf in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. God, Dot's giving me a look like, yes, this is a documentary, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, what are you saying? I don't know, uh, half the time. But uh, we're, we're working a few of the other ones on the list. So one of them is to get uh, a member of Due South on the podcast. So this week I sent off an email to Elaine herself. Yeah, that'd be Catherine Brewer? Brewer. Brewer. Well, if she comes on, we'll work out how to say her surname. We'll but uh, <laughs> Catherine Brewer. Well, she was one of the few. I mean, I actually was quite surprised how difficult it is to find email addresses or contacts for anyone who's been in Due South. Even the guy who plays, uh, oh God, who's the character from the third series? The Basically the uh, other Mountie to Benny. There's uh, Turnbull. Turnbull is the character. Uh, Dean McDermott, who played also a character in the first series in the uh, heist one a few mm. episodes back when he, you know, there was the guy who was in protective custody and he was yeah, one of the... Yeah mobsters after him mm. he now apparently works on the, for the food network okay doing a program every week and uh he's got loads of food blogs and stuff he's married to tori spelling really yeah. and i thought he would be possibly a bit of an easier get no he's going great guns i mean congratulations wow. to him having a wonderful career but i think he might actually be harder to get older than than some of the others right okay God, I don't think it would be so difficult to get... No, I thought one of the main casts I'd be able to get, but yeah. it's just going to be someone who's been in due south, so I'm going to have to go to guest star soon. <laughs> you know, an interesting fact, actually, about Tori Spelling is her father, um, obviously... Was, Mr Spelling. Yeah, 
gone now but was a multi-millionaire millionaire, mm-hmm. whatever they actually had a present wrapping room they did like his house and you know they i think they do these sort of have a look it right sounds here. like something out of fraser for wrapping presents no, yeah. There you go. You know you're loaded when you've got a room just for wrapping gifts. Because mm. didn't he? Is wasn't he the one that actually um started that Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero program? Oh, was well, she was in it. Yeah, she was in it, and I think he was like I don't know if he was like the producer or whatever, but I think it was mm. he was heavily involved, and they got, worth got his money. daughter into mm. the program. She played the toy spelling part. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, toy spelling played toy spelling. No, the Tory Spelling part. I didn't say it was Tory Spelling. I have no she, idea. She played a character which we all know the name of, apart from you, Michelle. Apart from me, I don't know what her name. If you don't know, I'm not going to explain Actually, to you. Actually, I don't know what her name was in it either. Jeez, oh, well, I'm not going to explain to you because you, you should know. Was it Jason Priestley? Is that the reason you that, were watching? That, that was. Did it for you? That was her character. Name was Jason Priestley. Jason yeah. Priestley. Didn't everybody watch it just for Jason Priestley? And um, oh, what was the other guy? Um, wasn't he in Teen Angel as well? Oh, yes. What was his name? Luke, like, Luke, Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Right. Luke Perry. Yeah, I was more of a Luke Perry fan. See, I didn't really watch it, but I just... Welcome <laughs> to Beverly Hills 90210 by Southeast. The show that gives 90210 its dues <laughs> one, one painful <laughs> moment at a time. One hot guy at a time. That's a few ladies thrown in for the guys. So welcome to Girl Talk this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been doing this all day. They're, they're both in a very silly mood. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, you had your last day at work, didn't you? Oh, yeah, dude, that's why I'm in a good mood today. That is why I'm in a good mood, because, yes, my... Oh, that's been nice. Yeah, I've finished my job for now, my nursy job, but, you know, I've got another nursy job lined up. Without saying who you've been working with, uh, I, I get the impression you're sick and tired of working with all these assholes where you're working at the moment. So you're really looking forward to going to colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be I was thinking by with... that joke. Yeah, I will be working with a lot of. It sounds. I want to say bum holes, and that sounds worse. It gives you said bottoms. Yeah, and bum holes bottoms. does sound much worse. But it's not just bottoms we deal with. It's also we go through the mouth, down into all kinds of places, and up the nose and into the lungs. So it's not just bottoms. Yeah, it's kind of nosky though, so everyone's yeah. thinking asses. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of kind of Do you always want to say bottoms up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as we get them on the table, I should say bottoms up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure nobody's immature in endoscopy. No. I'm sure nothing like that happens. We're completely respectful of people with their bottoms facing upwards, ready for their tubes. Floor. You're done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we should get to some orders of business. Oh, I never uh, wrote off to Matt Lee's yet for the little sting oh, and to get Johnny White Trash yeah. to record something. We should definitely do that. Yes. I, once this record is finished, I may or may not remember to do that. So, uh, let's go straight into... That we do have a theme tune for. So, uh, Michelle, I'll know you'll want to flood us with all the mini mounties you've <laughs> gathered this week. No. Nobody well, sent me an email this week. Yeah, email us. Michelle, where would they do that? Bums. Why don't no, that's what emails. you're going to be working with. Uh, emails, juicelfbse at gmail.com. Nailed it. And Facebook, I think it's just a group... Um, Due South by Southeast. Yep, keep going. Uh, Twitter, 
is at Juicef BSC. Also, Instagram Juicef at BSC. No. Oh. Juicef at BSC. No, sorry, at Juicef BSC. There you go. Oh, I was so close. So close. So close. Keep going. There's a, uh, what is it? A warehouse? Exactly. Keep going. Just wonder, where else can they get hold of us? Nowhere. Uh, oh. anyway. <laughs> Detective Squee, you trickster. <laughs> I'm a little rascal. <laughs> Nicola, uh, civilian aid, I believe you've got a uh, mini Monty for us this week. Yeah, our one, uh, we'll go with Leo, Leo Kershaw, and he is four. And oh, mini, mini mountain. He's graduated from play school, which is... So we had a lovely photo of his graduation with his little hat and his cape and his scroll. And, yeah, he's going to big school this year. Oh. So he's ready for the mini mounties. Yeah, he sounds like he's ready for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, big lead to him. Yeah. And, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to do this because uh, it's, uh, it's my godson, so I think I could uh, somehow justify that I've got permission to add him to stuff without asking uh it's it's going to be probably before this episode comes out but it's heading towards his birthday so that's uh, miles chapel oh by the way what, what number was leo uh 62 <clears throat> okay so number 63 is miles wow. chapel Brackets, squeeze, godson. And if you want to put Elaine's nephew in uh <laughs> you, you're not Elaine. What a civilian aid Nicola. Oh. Nicola's name. I don't even have another name. You can have another name if you want, but you know, it's Mountain Michelle. Detective Squee. It's always gonna be Detective Squee. Detective Squee. And uh, civilian aid Nicola. You civilian aid is your okay. you know, addition to My your superhero name. name. Yeah, there you go. We'll get you a cape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh <laughs> So, ladies, what are we drinking this week? Let's go straight into the... Mm, rum. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know, like, that's rum. a surprise. <laughs> rum. Yeah, well, let's start off with the one which uh, we finished already, because uh, we started early. Uh, Nicola, what was the other one which we uh, which you brought around? Okay. So that one. We are drinking a Golden Spice Drury. D-R-U-R-Y. This one was lovely. Oh, it's really nice. So that one was from Sainsbury's. But another one of these probably ones other good more. supermarkets too. Yeah, another one of these ones with uh, a lot of caramel notes. Mm. Yeah, very smooth. Treacle toffee. Mm. Yeah, that works. And uh, yeah, too smooth. I mean, you could down it. I I was really because it's very hot. Yeah, but it's because it's so hot out at the moment. Uh, here in the UK, God, we just don't know weather like this, and especially <laughs> not for a long period of time. Got to a point where uh, even people from other countries are over here going, no, no, you're allowed to say it's hot now. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, you're so hot, you want to sort of down drinks. Usually, though, the taste of the alcohol goes, oh, no, you shouldn't do this. It's like slip it down and one. Like, keep going, keep drinking. And I do like a drink that makes it sound like you're already drunk when you try and pronounce it Drury. And it's a really nice bottle, actually. Very piratey. Well, in fact, it's yeah. Drury 173. Mm. Yeah, it does look very piratey. Mm. And I always like that in a rum. And well, it's like an octopus in the front, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I there is something we forgot to do, what we said we was going to do. We were drinking it... Um, well, we, we said we bit. were going to do. Yeah, but we obviously didn't. Is we, we drank a little bit of this straight last night, didn't we? Because it says you yes. can drink it 
on its own over ice. Well, we didn't put the ice in, we just drank a bit straight. And we were like, oh, we'll do that tomorrow night. We meet each other, now we've drunk. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. There's a we're drink in the bottle again. if you want. <laughs> do you know the funny thing was, Nicola was going, oh, and there's other one which I looked up, which we've definitely got to try, and it was the one you brought last week. Oh, really? Yeah. The ballad. Oh, the ballad. Oh, so nice. We've been finding with me and Nicola just so often we'll think of the same, usually really dumb, funny stuff that, that we think of. But we'll think of the same thing at the same time. And I think the hive mind's extended to you now <laughs> with the rum. <laughs> so what's the other rum we're drinking this week? Now, this was brought back by my uh, mum from France. If I tell, I'll introduce this one. It is Raham. That's R-H-U-M. which I, Raham. French for rum. Uh, yeah. Raham Nagrita Badinet Badinet I'm going to assume it's Isles Francesc de Rom so Isle of France is rum it's our rum and it's it was, rum it was established 1857 so at least it's quicker to drink it than it is to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it yeah 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 <laughs> well that's me pronouncing it though uh, it's uh, 40, 40%, 40? Yeah. Yeah, 40% there. Uh, it's a darker rum. It's uh, got kind of tobacco notes, which is a bit interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a whiskey kind of uh, vibe too as well. Mm-hmm. Or a bourbon. Uh, a bourbon biscuit. <laughs> a bourbon biscuit vibe. <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> How do you, by the way, uh, for our listeners... Uh, Nicola, say you're going to watch a film with sharks in it and a weather phenomenon. What would you call such a film? Sharknado. That's not what you'd call it, though. That's what most of us would call it. What did you call it? Sharknado. Say it again. Sharknado. Probably. Sharknado. I don't know what his problem is, Michelle. You're saying it right. What's his issue here? What is your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Fine. She's calling it Sharknado. She goes, no, because it's a a shark and a tornado. Britain, we have tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, we what we call actually. them over here. But, yeah. yeah, we're very British about it. It's a tornado. It's a tornado. Mm. It depends what kind of circles you run in, I suppose. Yeah. It's part of the 40 for 40 list. I also wrote off to the Canadian consulate here in uh, the UK in London uh, and asked if we could do an interview for a, with a Mountie. I might ask them to take them with me at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what rum we're drinking. Oh, we've also been drinking as well a third one. This is an old favourite. It's not a new rum, but it's uh, Old Hopkins. So we've had two new rums and an old favourite back on the show. Yeah. So I think next me. week... What are you saying? You're, the you're old. old. You're the old favourite. <laughs> so next week what we might do is I think it might be fun too because you missed out on the uh, rum last week. We might okay. get that one in again. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. we're, we're ahead on rums. We've had a yeah. few double weeks, so you know. I absolutely love that bar of rum. We have yeah. to get that again. Okay, that's yeah. Very easy mm. drinking, I warn you. Mm. Very easy drinking. And soon we can start going. Slides to... up quite drunk. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite. Oh God! And we were joking about child services and stuff. Like, I hope they don't hear that podcast because. <laughs>
Maybe know, I like makes... my tobacco with your yeah. Coke in. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps you're from Cuba. You're from Cuba. <laughs> Go from one of those ancestry things. And yeah, like yeah. Part fifty percent Cuban. <laughs> oh no, I'm convinced I'm Viking, but that's another story. Oh, okay. There's no, no evidence for it. I just think it. So, so there's no longboat with the. <laughs> You see, we're actually now 20 minutes into the podcast, and I think that's actually quicker than we usually get to the episode these days. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, if you're listening and you want to skip ahead through all us just, just talking just rubbish, fast forward. fast forward 21 minutes, which if you're hearing this, you've already listened to it. So tough. So uh, that's, a, that's the contempt we hold our fine listeners in. I'm sorry, guys. We love you, really. Yeah, if you don't like um, drunken ramblings, it's the wrong podcast for you, really. Yeah, I mean, why are you still listening to episode 30, which I think this is episode 30. Oh, is it that many? I think so, because after the two-part uh, one last... Yeah, I think it would be episode 30. You're not far off a year, are you? No. I think we've gone over a year, haven't we? Because we had two no, games yeah, today. Yeah, like you said last time, actually. Yeah. We've actually gone over actually, a year. I think it was like yeah. June, July, maybe. It was actually, started. yeah. I'm just trying to think when the first date I put down was. But I think you're right. It's probably yeah, we're already every year old. Uh, it started off like with me determined, no, we can definitely do an episode every week. <laughs> that one out of the window quick. Yeah. But we have fun. That's the main thing. In it. Yeah, in it. In it. In it. In it. In it. Let's get in it, the uh, <laughs> episode this week. So this was an invitation to romance, yeah. I believe, Michelle. Michelle, what's it say on IMDb about this episode? I haven't got IMBD up. IMBD? <laughs> what, what's IMBD? Is this the another That's just site? A little something I made up there. <sighs> so I'd say IMDB, I'm guessing, would probably have a review from Anonymous, which would say, whilst attempting to deliver a party invitation to a prominent Chicago businessman, Frasier can't seem to steer clear of the man's obnoxious fiance, who leads him on a merry misadventure with her joyous groom-to-be in pursuit. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's what they'd say. And according to IMDb, which has been a bit shaky on the old dates for the Due South episodes, they've said this one is the 7th of November, 95, which it might or might not be. It's directed by George Broomfield and written by Paul Haggis. Uh, oh, just actually written by Paul Haggis Deborah and Deborah Reynard, who was also... this picture of her... picture of Dallas for her? I was going to say that's actually a familiar name. She was Sly in Dallas. Oh, Sly, Sly. Um, sorry, I watch old episodes of Dallas with Amy, my stepdaughter. She really likes, uh, well, we really like watching them through. And uh, yeah, I remember her character. She was in quite a few of them. It's obviously an actress turned director. Yeah. Which is really cool. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, Michelle, let's get going on this episode. Yeah, and I think we've probably got a um, little recording to start with. Um, it starts off um, with Benny, and he's at the Canadian consulate. Um, yeah, I won't say too much. I think we'll probably play the, well, play a little, the clip. It's a little clip which we call Fear Me, America. Rich Constable, that's what we're talking about here. The basis of all diplomatic relations is not who you are, but who the other side thinks you are. Now, I've worked very hard creating an image of Canadians we can all be proud of. Yes, sir. You, on the other hand, have been doing everything in your power to wreak havoc on that image. Sir, all this do-gooding constable, being a litter, rescuing kittens, saving people's lives, what sort of message do you suppose that sends to the Americans? That we care, sir. Exactly. And people don't fear people who care. 
I'm sorry, sir. I wasn't aware that we wanted the Americans to fear us. That's what every country wants, Fraser. No one takes you seriously if they think they can push you around. Do you think I would have risen this high if people weren't afraid of me? When can it be ready? Wednesday. Nonsense. I need it this afternoon. I'll have to take them with me. Well, then get on with it, man. Get on with it. There. Did you see that, Fraser? That's another American tailor that fears me. I could see that, so that's what Canada needs to be feared by tailors, along with every other American. Do we have a plan to accomplish this? Yes, but I'm not at liberty to reveal it at this moment. The important thing is that you not undermine our efforts with all this nice guy stuff. Yes, sir. As to my assignment? Assignment? Yes. I need you to hand deliver a very important document. Now, I don't want to say that the relationship between our two countries rests on its safe arrival, but if something were to go wrong, I can't speak as to the consequences. It looks like a party invitation, sir. Clever, no? Just make sure that someone gives you a, um, get, get a signature. A signature, yes. And get the balloons on the way home. We're counting on you doing your part to make sure our reception is a success. You know your duties, doorman, sir. You do? Yes, sir. Well, keep up the good work. Carry on. Oh, uncomfortable. Godspeed. Thank you, sir. And that's the Canadian God. Mm. He's like he's got all the powers of God. Plus, he's really polite. But he wants he wants fear. He wants fear from America. Well, that doesn't Taylor's. seem very Canadian to me. Well, it sounds more like uh, what Bin Laden was after. And got. <laughs> Successfully got fear, I think. <laughs> yeah, but he also got a can of what pass as well. Yeah, he did. Go America. Uh, <laughs> America! Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that actually reminded me a little bit of the um, the original pilot for Due South when they had the Canadian uh, consulate yes. uh, inspector, chief, whatever mm. you call him. And he was there going, uh, ah, you see, no one expects the Americans. You can just stand there while people are having uh, important conversations we're not meant to listen to. And no one will pay attention to us because we're Canadians. They underestimate us. <laughs> Whereas this guy's gone a little bit further. I don't know if it's the same guy, but he's gone one step further. He's gone, it's like... I think it's a different guy. No, it is. Guy. No, it's the same guy. Is it the same guy? Spectre Moffat. I thought it was a different guy. No, it's the same guy. I just told you that. I mean, listen. No, I was listening. I was just commenting. I thought it was a different one. It's not a different guy, Michelle. All right, blimey. Ooh, Ooh Nicola. Ooh, nice. You need to open a kind of whoop-ass on him. Tonight. Yeah, he's going in that cupboard <laughs> under the stairs, I told you. That's where you'll find him next time you come round. <laughs> I'm like, I've packed him away. Bloody Harry Potter, Potter around there. here, yeah. Yeah, it will be. You're not coming out. Bolt, bolt, bolt. Anyway, so this is the second time on g because he was in the pilot. He is the same guy. So so he's somehow over that time gone from, yeah, no one will expect us. You've just got to be sneaking. And those guns like, no, they must fear us. Yeah, so, yeah, previously he liked being underestimated. Now he doesn't want to be underestimated. What has happened to him? He spent too long in America, I think. There you go. Yeah. Americans have got Look to him. What have done to him? They can ruin a Canadian. 
not um, Canadians. Like 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 you like you'd like I'd to like Michelle. I'd like to ruin a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know a the one. Specific Canadian, yeah. So we have the women on tonight's episode by the look. That's <laughs> every episode. There's always a group of women. Yeah, and funny enough, some of them are written by him, and he still writes these. Um... Well, this is carriage. You can't like. <laughs> no, in this episode, no one's going out going after me. I'm modest. In this episode, women are going to want to ruin me. <laughs> <laughs> All the women, even in bridal shops. One thing I, I was going to say about this episode is, uh, well, first of all, I thought this one was the one which followed on directly from the episode before with Ray's sister and her appearing at Benny's door at the end of the last one. It would make sense. I think that happens next episode, though, because we did do a little look at just to see the little screen grabs from the different uh, chapters on the DVD for next week's episode. And Francesca's in that one. And given that yeah. after that you go into Victoria's Secret, which is a two-parter which then leads into the events of Letting Go and even North at the beginning of next series. So it leads into the end of the series, the beginning of the next. There's a kind of online going story, which wouldn't allow any time to do that. And I'm sure I remember an episode where Ray finds out that his sister was there at Benny's house. Mm. And it's kind of a thing where Benny, being a gentleman, doesn't want to say if anything happened or not because gentleman's code and all that so it's really interesting i really hope that has happened i'm just yeah. imagining this episode because i was expecting it this week but I, you know obviously they had this story in between yeah but it seems quite bizarre that i have an episode in between that yeah in a way it would have made sense for them to just follow that on and this episode i'm kind of not entirely sure where it fits into the series even i'm not even sure how this episode just i it's not one of the best no i gotta admit it may have been my least favorite of yeah. series one so far oh, and of Juice South so far I think there are a lot of issues with it and again it's one of those things whereby least favourite Juice South episodes still better than most TV shows that is true it's still wildly entertaining but uh, they're like the premise is the fact that he's he goes to deliver this party invitation we late, later find out it's an yeah. invitation to a do at the consulate and he goes to deliver it and is supposed to meet the person he's meant delivering to where he already del- meets on the street this woman who's due to get married to the person he's meant to be delivering the invite to and then he ends up accidentally following her because he goes to the house to deliver the letter but gives it to her which she signs for it in the end and it just ends up like serious a series of misadventures which yeah. ends up with him following her around and being in her orbit and the husband's jealous or the uh, fiance's the fiance jealous, jealous. jealous. Yeah. but I mean I mean, okay, to give it its dues, huh? yeah. um, I do really like the way that it kind of ends up that he bumps into her before. I think that is very due south. Yes. And it is very Benny. You know, it's like he's just left the consulate with a, you know, this chap is saying to him, we want to be feared by the Americans. You know, Benny can't do that. He walks out and straight away he's helping an old lady across the street. He's helping nuns across the street. Then he's helping a disabled person across the street. And then he's stopping this lady being hit by a truck. It's so Benny. And you can imagine yeah. that, that is him. That is what he would be doing. And then he bumps, you know, he, he helps his lady avoid being hit by a truck and he bumps into her and things get mixed up. That is very due south and that is very Benny. That's lots really of scenes nice. which are. I mean, I think the writing of the characters is fine. It's great. Uh, some really nice stuff with Ray. The fact that it's meant to be his day, off, his day off. But he ends up driving Benny around the whole episode. So even though Ray isn't really part of the main plot, he gets involved in that way. Yeah. ends up subbing for 
Benny the Counselor, which is a wonderful little scene. It's loads of stuff like that, but the whole plot of it just seems a little thin. There isn't a bad guy, really. It's him. The fiancé thinks that he's hanging on his his fiancé. Yeah. And... But there's no, there's no bad guy or no crime and nothing to solve here. Yeah, there's nothing to solve. See, I thought it was going to turn out that uh, this guy that was the jealous fiancé was going to be, you know, a bit sort of ooh and ah, and that would develop a story. Yeah, and we kind of hear a bit like he's a yeah. bit dodgy, don't we? A bit ooh and ah, dodgy. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we hear from Ray, oh, yeah, he's a bit dodgy. And that's about as far as it goes. Nothing really happens, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because then you think, like, oh, that's where it's going to go. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. No. No, not no. all. No, he's actually... Kind of feels like a lot of dead ends, doesn't it? It's not really getting anywhere, it's... Yeah, uh, just kind of ambles along. You know, again, lovely little scenes and set pieces, yeah. but... Uh, it's a filler. It's all, it kind of feels like it's... Yeah, it's yeah. A yeah I mean, if anything, I think when I watch the next episode, I'm going to think, oh, I should just skip straight to this yeah. one, or at least swap the order. Possibly. So this maybe could have been a palate cleanser between the Vecchio sister, Francesca, and yeah. Ray stuff, and then go into Victoria's Secret. That could have been an episode in between this one. But even so, it's still it's just a little thin. It's yeah. it, it, it's fine, but yeah. So anyway, let's go by the play for play. Uh, what's the next scene? Um. Well, yeah, so pretty much so... I think we're kind of going in and out of order here, but I mean, one thing I did want to bring up because I quite liked it. <laughs> so um, at the consulate, um, Benny's about to leave and he's looking for Diefenbaker and he, he kind of has to play a bit of hide-and-seek. Um, Diefenbaker is hiding under the, the desk. Yes, and, and the, uh, woman, scene. the woman who works at the consulate yeah. uh, is going... Ray goes... Oh, sorry, Benny goes... Benny. Uh, have you seen Diefenbaker anywhere? She goes, no, I haven't seen him anywhere indicating with her head or pointing where where, where Dief is. Yeah. And then Benny leans back a bit, which they don't explain, but I like that because you have to know the show and be paying attention. They have to lean back so he can see his lips to lip read him. Yeah. But they don't, they don't overpoint that out. I like that. It's, it's nice. Um, yeah. And it's like... It's a kid, or where I work as a support worker, sometimes you get clients who've got a young mental age and they love kind of hiding and think they've got one on you, so you play into it and go, oh, no, I wish I knew where, making up a name, Max is. <laughs> and they're behind the door sniggering and moving so loudly it's really obvious where they are. They love jumping out going, boo! You know, it's Aww. it's great. And that and you feel like Deep's there, you know, almost goes like, yeah, you've got an idea I'm here. <laughs> I'm getting away with this shit. <laughs> Yeah. I used to play that with my daughter. She always used to hide behind the curtains and you could see her little feet at the bottom. <laughs> and you'd go through saying, oh, I don't know where she is. And it'd be like, I'm behind the curtains. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. They think they've got you. Yeah. <laughs> no. And every time she was behind the curtains. Yeah, she said. <laughs> yeah, she was so funny. I mean, yeah, I mean that kind of happens before the whole kind of like crossing of the road thing, where he bumps into the lady and things start happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he it kind of ends up looking like a stalker because he stalker re- a stalker. I've gone all Essex. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Considering you're from Southampton, <laughs> considering you're from Southampton, it's a bit weird, Stace. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, babes. That's just... the reason for the white stilettos tonight. <gasps> yeah, I guess. And, I'm right. and the white yeah, lining. Yeah, the... <laughs> you mix I haven't your done that since your birthday party, all right? Yeah, when I was when I was eighteen, not recently, but oh Sorry, no, twenty one. What was that? You were twenty one. What did you do? 
You've never heard this. I didn't know. Are we bringing this up now? Yeah, because we talked this before on the podcast. I'm sorry we're going to repeat. But uh, when uh, me and Michelle became friends, uh, we were working, we were on a um, performing arts course. And so I invited her and a few others on the course. I was a sort of, well, class then as a mature student, but come to think of it, I was still pretty young. I was 21. They were, what, 17, 18? Yeah, I was about... Yeah, 17, 18. So fresh, yeah, you were 17 because you weren't 18 yet, I remember. 17 or 18. Uh, so, no, 17. Uh, so they were a bit younger, not experienced to drinking. And Michelle brought a bottle of white lightning with her, Ooh, which yeah. uh, she demolished, quite frankly. Ooh. And after about, what, uh, an hour into the party, <laughs> yeah, if I'm she was in the loo vomiting and... I went to see how she was. I was like, so, sorry, is anyone in there? There's no one in the lady. So I was like, Michelle, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, and so it just changed. She was all right. And like a few more people came in. They go, she all right? She okay? And I go, yeah, she's just a bit sick. She said the white lightning. And then a few more people came in. After a little while, there was a little party in the lady's loo. And it became more fun almost. Like I was going between there and the main part, just going, everyone, okay, okay. I'll just be back here, like playing with Michelle and these other people. There were more men in the ladies' toilets than anywhere else. (laughs) There were ladies coming in to do their makeup. I've got this photo of three of them who kind of like put their legs up on the, uh, by the sink and they're posing for photos. uh, So the party sort of moved into the uh, the toilet. (laughs) This has become so legendary that. Someone asked me when I invited them to my 40th, they go, and this is so by its nature, 19 years later, they go, as long as you're not going to spend the whole night in the ladies' loo this oh. time. <laughs> and the answer is, yes, he probably will. I cannot promise I would not be sick of the toilets and someone have to go through my handbag to find my phone and get my dad's phone number to call oh. him and ask him to come and pick me up. Yeah, that is what happened last time. You have yeah. a husband to look after you now. Yeah, he That's can do that. True. He can't drive. But oh, oh god, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah somebody up, managed it's the first to get time I met. I think it might have been Richard Curtis because he was the one who asked about uh, not, not the, the not the not not actor. He's a writer. Richard oh, Curtis. Who am I thinking of? Someone else, Curtis. Yeah, the one who wrote Jamie Bean, Curtis's father. That's Tony. Tony. Tony Curtis. I was thinking of. Do you know Tony Curtis too? Then. <laughs> So Richard Curtis, not that one who isn't Tony Curtis either. No, Richard Curtis, um, yeah, not the um, writer of Mr Bean. Because he was the one who asked, he goes, you're not going to spend the whole of your party this time in the league. Or the actor from Tightrope. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? When he played the anyway, artist. Let's keep on the point at least a little bit. At least this we're in a digression within a digression <laughs> soon. Always oh, a bit like what's the what's Shut the up. Movie? No, it's not Inception. Shut up. It's... Shut up. <laughs> so we uh oh, So yeah, Michelle's dad turns up and doesn't look very I mean he was nice enough about it, but he didn't look too impressed. Is he Tom Hardy? Yeah, yes, sure, my dad is Tom yeah. Hardy. Um yes. and uh, that was the first time I met your dad. Yes, it was, wasn't it? And you thought, oh, he's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's what my dad thought. Oh, oh if he was he's nice. nice. If he was Tom Hardy. <laughs> if, no, if your dad was Tom Hardy. Yeah, Ian would have thought, oh, he's nice. He's, he's nice. <laughs> I, I mean, your dad is a very striking man. He doesn't need to be Tom Hardy for me. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So, anyways. <laughs> you were saying you were waiting Back around to the, the toilets for uh, Michelle's dad. 
Yeah, there's why was I waiting around the ladies? What it sounded like why, was I, why would I be waiting around the ladies for him? Because Tony Curtis didn't turn up. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> At least we haven't digressed too much. Eh? So yeah, that's that's how uh, how I uh, <sighs> how I became pals with Michelle. Over like that was like we already knew each other, but I feel like there was a bonding moment. Yeah. Funny enough, when we met was the time when Due South was originally airing. Let's talk about that oh, some more. Yeah, let's talk about Due South. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to like I'm trying to read my own writing now. Now I was having trouble with my pen. So, comedy of errors. See, we're a professional, we're a professional outlet here in South by Southeast. Comedy of errors. No more, Mister Nice Guy. That was that was what I've written. Yeah. What's that mean? That was when that was when he went back and forward to the house, and in the end, because he couldn't get the letter, he'd go yes. back to the car and went, "No more, Mister Nice that Guy. Was it. I'm going to have a word." I'm glad somebody with remembers. That's why she's here. There you go. Our <laughs> civilian aide comes to a rescue again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, let's get on to the woman, the the main sort of uh, yeah. guest character this week, the very chatty woman who, I mean, I must admit, it's quite a skill to talk that fast. She played, um, God, I can't remember the character name, but she was in 30 Rock. Yeah. She was also in, uh, more recently, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's the blonde woman. She played... Uh, Wait up, don't top up yet. I'm gonna She was Jane Krakowski, that's her name. And she plays Catherine Burns here. And in 30 Rock she was uh Jenna Mahoney, of course. Also Dusty Springfield, according to this. She was Dusty Springfield. It's probably a thing <gasps> from an episode. Yeah, it must have been an episode. I don't think she's so anyway, the point is she's quick talking, kind of very um yeah, really. She's she, a great she's meant to be anno- actress. And she's meant to be annoying in this. That is a yeah, character. She's a very good comedy She plays actress. very well. The problem is it's written almost too well so that it is a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah, but that that is that is exactly it, isn't it? That is what she's supposed to be and she's done it exactly right. Well, she's so we are just like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> no, but I think the yeah. writing, they need to write it so it's enjoyable for the audience a bit more because it does get to the point where we're saying, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And I think that's meant to be how everyone in the thing is reacting to it, but we're meant to enjoy it. And I, I mean, I think it's better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. But the first scene where she's just talking... She is just jabbering on, isn't a she? A mile a minute. It's, yeah. yeah. Just thanks, like that. Thanks, Sam, Nicola. Jabbers on just like that. <laughs> I'm waiting to do drinks. That's what oh, I'm here for, apparently. I know, but I was hoping you'd talk so I could finish on my drinks seamlessly. Because otherwise I'll end up talking about it on the podcast. And it's not a drink for a spreadsheet. <laughs> awesome civil work. So yeah? when we're when we're making the t-shirts up for Due South by Southeast, can someone put that on a t-shirt? It's not a drink or a spreadsheet. They ain't doing it. <laughs> I like it actually. That's really good. So, um, Jane Krakowski, she's brilliant in this episode, but yeah, it's like, I think maybe the writing was a bit overdone to make her annoying. So, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Deborah Reynard, who was in Dallas, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I mean, to kind of explain a little bit, she, you know, she's bumped into Benny, this um, letter's been exchanged between them, so he's trying to retrieve this letter from her, and yeah, she thinks he's just following well, to her. to begin with, yeah, she thinks he's following her. They At the beginning, she walks down to the road, 
he stops her from getting run over by a truck. She thinks he's just tried it on. Her letters have gone everywhere. His one letter he's got has gone on the floor. He helps her pick hers up, gives them all to her, goes away with what he thinks is his letter, turns out not to be. So he has to follow her to, to swap the letter. Eventually he manages to get that swapped, and then he accidentally signs the letter over to her, thinking she's the occupant of the house it's meant yeah. to be signed to, but he's meant to have given it to the husband, uh, fiancé. Fiancé. So, I mean, it's, it's a bit convoluted, but it kind of, mm. that, that works on screen, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, she goes on like her fiancé is a very jealous person, and later on, mm. I think, yeah, okay, <laughs> he probably is. But she seems to make it so much worse. She's not like, oh, I bumped into someone today, um, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, yeah, I bumped into this mountain. He ended up on top of me in the street. I was like, yeah, you're kind of making things a bit worse there, aren't you? Yeah. You're, you're kind of leading him on to be jealous. But again, I think that's, uh, that's good. that is good writing, I think, because mm. it's uh, made up that she's just explaining really badly. And then Benny has a go. And he accidentally says, oh, he, "Yeah, really he makes wrong. everything sound so much." Oh no! Better. I was meant to have uh, uh, given some to you, but I gave it to your wife. I'll tell you what. Look, I'm just going to follow her and uh, try and track her down. I'll be back in a bit. Thank you for your patience in this matter. <laughs> so basically, says, "I'm uh, going to follow your wife yeah. or your fiance around." Yeah, you're already a bit suspicious of me, and I'm telling you, I'm going to follow her. Yeah, yeah, I mean, brilliant. Yeah, why wouldn't he be suspicious and worried? Yeah, so we're saying that the. Uh, the jealous, kind of almost gangster-esque guy is the good guy of this episode, yeah? <laughs> I don't know if we'd say that. Oh, I don't know. If you were dating her, you'd have to be some kind of nice... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And actually, um, something that um, civilian Nicola brought up with this letter... Civilian Nicola? Nicola. A civilian aid Nicola. Sorry, civilian aid Nicola. Sorry, I got it Thank so you. wrong. With this letter that kind of seems to go out and about all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she kind of thought this was like the episode with the Book of Matches. Mm. As you saw a little while ago. That seemed to kind of go everywhere. Did you? Oh, yeah. It did. No, no, that's okay. Um, Yeah, so back, I don't remember which episode it was. This Book of Matches uh, had a list of gangster names, I believe, or something along those lines. Um, And they just travelled all about the city and just happened to end up exactly back where uh, Benny was um, and it's that exactly the same with this letter travels all around and I think it ended up in the garbage it did. where Benny was yeah. <laughs> so, but I'd yeah. say in this one it's same kind of device but, but a letter and not a book of matches well in book of matches you sort of follow throughout <laughs> the episode this just pops up a few times yeah, it's, it it's more of an engine time. for a story than yeah. an active part of the story yeah but it is that kind of coincidence of oh, it, it kind is. of like ending up in the same place as him, which is quite I mean, how, Well, no, but he's following her because she's got it. Yeah, but then there's she a cleaner that it. empties the bin. They yeah. end up in the garbage truck and end up in the dump. Then they find it in the dump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, yeah. have it on her yeah. the whole time. No, no, yeah. that's what she just said. Yeah. That's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so then we have this... Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Deef and Dotty? Deef and Dotty. Deef and Dotty, I was going to say then. I'm just making up new um, gen- oh. new names, not due names. I mean, she's quite the wordsmith, uh, my friend Michelle. And that is why you invited me on to do a podcast with you. <laughs> uh, anyway. You're the co-host. Anyway. Don't, blame, don't say I'm <laughs> to blame for this. I didn't focus. <laughs> 
So, Benny is following this lady about trying to sort out this whole um, letter incident. And this lady, she's getting married like, the next day. So she goes to the bridal shop and she's like doing like the final fitting for the bridal dress. And her, her fiancé, who has now become quite jealous, he sent one of his guys out to go and follow her and watch her. So Benny turns up at the bridal shop and she wants to hide him. You know, she's seen this guy's watching. She tries to hide him. So she pulls him in like behind the curtain and and she's like, get under my dress. So he's oh, not Oh, seen... you got a clip. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll play the clip. You explain the clip away. Jeez. Yeah, we'll explain the clip. I mean, yeah. can I just play the clip? You, you, yeah, I, go on. Michelle, I'm going to play the clip. Do I don't it. Why are you keeping interrupting? I'm trying to play. Could you stop talking so I can play the clip? I wasn't stalling for time. And here we go. <laughs> you know, there's a very thin line between persistence and obsession. Well, I, I'm afraid that you forgot to give me the letter. Oh, no. That man works for my fiancé. Oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. Uh, Miss Burns, it's me, Perry. Which Perry is that? Perry, Perry, ma'am. Oh, Perry! What a pleasant surprise! What are you doing here? I'm following you, ma'am. Oh, this is great. All he has to do is find the way here. And I'll just explain. You bet, Nigel. You think you'll be able to explain this to him? Who are you talking to, ma'am? Oh, you, Perry. There doesn't seem to be any other way out. Get under my dress. What? Get under my dress. You want me to get underneath your wedding dress? Yes. Isn't that bad luck? Are you hurry up? Oh, no, I'm quite sure. Most fool will If Nigel lied to him here, he'll kill us both. I don't want to have to come in there, ma'am. But I promised your fiancé that... Oh, hello, Perry. How are you? Fine, Miss Burns. Yeah, so she walks out like she's got a massive ass. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing which I really like about this is it kind of works, though, that she is this sort of woman who just works on instinct. She just works on the first thing she thinks of is a great idea yeah. and doesn't stop to think it through. Meanwhile, Benny, the most methodical person... And he wants so to be polite. It's like... Uh, yeah, he knows this isn't going to work. It's like, I he doesn't want to go under there because he is gentleman. But mm. uh, it's like, oh, but uh, I might offend her if I don't go under her dress right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the kind of uh, mode of thinking that only Benton Fraser could have. Yeah. yeah, and she comes out looking like she's got this massive ass. <laughs> but, as I mean, as she walks away, it, it's just clear and clearer there is somebody under that dress. I mean... They're fooling nobody. No. So it's a it's a real bit of kind of visual comedy in this episode, which I actually quite liked. Yeah, yeah. I liked the visual comedy. It's a bit like the back dress. end of a donkey under a wedding dress. Isn't Pretty it? much, yeah. Yeah. It really fooled nobody. And this guy is just stood there. You know, he's like this guy that's been set to watch her and he's just staring at her like, yeah, I'm not stupid. I know that's where the guy's gone. And obviously he's going to report back to the fiancé. She hasn't got away with this. No, or she's she going to marry her. Edit. But then we kind of cut back to the consulate, and Ray he goes to the consulate, and he, you know, he has his little chat with Deef and Baker. He sees Deef and Baker. They're still hanging out with the consulate. Yes, he's gone nowhere. He's just loving. Well, this when Ray goes back to drop off. Yeah, the, yeah, because basically after all day of Betty getting Ray to drive him about, he goes. Uh, could you just be a, a doll? <laughs> he doesn't use those terms. Could you just do one small thing? Well, first of all, he goes, no, no, come on. You go and watch the match. And he goes, oh, wait, wait, wait. And then bit of Ray drives back and it's like, do I just tell him I'm going to be touched late back to the consulate? And he drives off almost knocking Benny over. <laughs> and yeah, then the next shot is him arriving at the consulate and writing this note. 
Yeah, oh, Benny's going to be late. <laughs> yeah, he's in the middle of writing it when suddenly the uh, consulate boss goes past, who sent off his trousers to be pressed earlier, leaving him walking around with a, uh, an almost full suit, but with no trousers. Yeah, no trousers. <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, if, if uh, Benny isn't back soon, then we're going to... Uh, sorry, Fraser isn't back soon, then we're going to fire him and uh, we'll be in so much trouble. And then uh, Ray goes over to the wardrobe, opens up, sees Deef, as you say, in there, and sees the mountain and feels like, <sighs> and next thing he's out on the street in the mountain. You yeah. get to see, talk about his shirt. He gets a, a mountie outfit. He does. And actually, funny enough, like talking about his outfits during this, it's his day off. He's in his casuals. Yeah, but you th- it, I like to think in his casuals, he's wearing bright clothes. You'd like to think so, but he's not. He's wearing like a black top and a jacket, plain trousers. He's not all doled up, is he? he he's quite chill in what he's wearing. You see, I'm wondering in series two, are we going to see more of the loud shirts? Maybe, like maybe it's the fact that we've remembered that they were there from mm. the start, but they really come in in series two. Maybe it's the fact that when he did wear them, they were so special that we think of that as part of the character. Yeah, we just think of them right, don't we? But yeah, I mean, he was in quite dark colours in this. And, and, you know, I think we've kind of come to think that dark colours mean something serious is going to happen, but not in this case. I think this is no, it's yeah. just him chilling. It's something serious off. happening would be nice. Yeah, he's not all doled up for, you know, trying to con some more con artists in the cells like he's done previously. This is just him chilling yeah. on his day off. Like a villain. Like a villain. No, he, he's just Ray. He's just Ray chilling. He's just Ray, isn't he? Until he gets in a mountain. Uniform. Is it Ray Winston? Nah. <laughs> Yeah, then he's in a mountain uniform and then he's a bit more serious. He, he kind of gets into the role, but he's still Ray. I still don't know Ray. why I'm going to Wessex. In the way I talk, I have no idea why. You've gone from Essex to Wessex. Essex to Wessex and back to Essex again. Yeah, I mean, and it's really actually quite fun watching um, Ray in, um, being the Mountie. He hasn't quite got the whole Canadian, you know, be nice it's to everybody. Hard, really. Yeah, because he's standing there. Oh, it's a wonderful shot. You've got... Uh... Deef by this oh, uh, by the, the, um, very stereo. 90s, uh, 2000 <laughs> stereo, a uh, huge thing. Yeah. And then this, uh, he and he's listening to, obviously, Ray's listening to it while he's stood on the door. And this uh, guy goes past, and you'd think Ray would be into this, because mm-hmm. he's like, uh, oh yeah, what's the score? Like, not telling him off or listening to the radio where he should be paying attention to his just wants to score. And then he goes, oh, shut up, get out of here. <laughs> and he just pushes him through. Yeah. But to follow the storyline, um, the lady, so she's kind of like running away from the fiancé and this chap that's um, following her. Where else do you go when you're in a bridal gown? She goes to a motel. Yeah, and she wants to go to a motel, and she's pretty heavily hitting on Benny by now. Very so to begin with, she was ignoring him, then it's like... No, it's like, hey, baby. <laughs> hey, I don't think I really want to be with my fiancé. I know I'll hit on the Mountie. Because yeah. even to begin with, she's going to say, well, maybe if I wasn't engaged, I might be interested. Interested. So she kind of lays that out there from the beginning. And they kind of, I think, fairly enough evolve that on as they go. That's the point where she's trying to drive him to a motel. And Betty just drops her off to go off and deliver his letter. Realise he still hasn't got the correct letter. Then goes back in uh, to check how she's doing. She launches onto him, trying to get him to unzip her dress. And she's, he's going, oh, no, I think I'm having trouble with the zipper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, the the uh, 
fiance. fiance turns up. He's firing shots through the door. The, hits the waterbed. We've got water flying out the waterbed. They jump out the window. Very dramatic. Um... I'm trying, I'm trying to think what happens next. Yeah, uh, well, there is one Oh, scene. that's when they jump into the garbage, like, below, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then the... Because uh, the... at late night, all the garbage trucks come along. Well, and we all know that. Garbage. We all know that. That, that, yeah. that. Right second. Yeah. 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 Yeah, garbage truck comes along, whatever hour of the night it is, picks them up. But the um, fiancé kind of kicks the um, driver out, takes over, and he's driving them off down the tip himself. I could take them anywhere, but he still takes them to um, where all the garbage is dropped off. That's a good point. Maybe he's thinking there's compactors there. Could get rid of a body very easily. Yeah, mm. possibly that's what he's thinking. Yeah, maybe. Hadn't thought of that. Mm. But Benny yeah. knows because he's got his compass out. Yeah, and where should they be going? Due south. Due south. Yeah, they are going due that's south. That's what he points out. And then we're going, we're whispering, by south east. Yeah, by south east. No, yeah, so um, they end up down at the... Um, Garbage tip. Is that where they have the little yeah. shootout? Yeah, they do. Um, well, I might just have a clip of that. Because you got Benny, Ray, and uh, the the bride woman in the outfit. Yeah, because first of all, I think you get David Baker because you know this um fiance. He's just about to shoot at um, you know the two um Benny and and his fiance, and Deefen Baker just like jumps up and goes to, like grab the gun, doesn't he? But then I think we've got a clip. We do, because uh, after Benny is uh, Benny Ray and the bride are kind of one side in this little drop below a counter or something, so they're basically out of range of being shot, but the the, the shooting's getting closer and closer, and uh, Benny tries to talk to the uh, male fiance to try mm. and win him round. This an episode, uh, this an episode, this clip I like to call Benny Sweet Talks the Baddie. has been completely faithful to you. Except for the time in the waterbed. Waterbed? No, it's entirely innocent. Yeah, big shot there. Unfortunately, if you don't believe this, there's nothing I can say to convince you of it. What, no Mountie stories, no Winniewit tales? You can never know what is in another person's heart. You can only know what is in your own. So look inside your heart, Mr. Ellis. Do you love Catherine? Well, why do you think I want to kill her? Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do to prove a virtue, Ray. Yeah, so, uh, again, classic uh, Benny. He's trying to do, even when he's in the most dire situation, he's trying to talk to the person reasonably and try to empathise with them. <laughs> and just, of course, it just goes tits up and doesn't work. Yep, pretty much. Because he's talking to, basically, I mean, this guy seems like he's a mobster of some yeah. description, mm-hmm. some ilk. Yeah, some we don't find out too much about him, but obviously we know he's he's not a good guy. He's not the best chappy, so um He's not the best chappy. Not the best chappy. Probably doesn't follow the law too closely, I'd imagine. I mean it's just not cricket with him. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing his best to kind of like talk him round and I think at some point like Benny like throws his hat, doesn't he, to like <laughs> Oh god, yeah, that's a straight up pimp move. Uh yeah, there's some nice hat work in this episode in yes. general, but yeah, yeah. And I think we're always very conscious of um, Benny's hat. I mean, we know how much care he takes of it. So anything he does to it, we're like, oh, what's he done with his he hat does, now? But I've kind of, yeah, the way I think about it now, after I thought about it a bit, is that it's like every part of his Mountie uniform has a use. Everything's got a purpose. Mounties, very practical people, Canadians yeah. in general. 
And I think that's the idea. It, like, you know, the hat has to be kept pristine, has to be kept good, because you never know when you might, in the line of duty, have Ooh, to throw it yeah. at someone's head. I think Benny thinks of all that, even if it's not something any other mount even would think about. He's like, uh, well, this could be used like this, this could be... Because he's an outdoorsman. He's used to kind of having to adapt to situations. Yes. And use his outfit. It's a bit of a Bond move, isn't it? A very yeah, Bond. It's very much a Bond move. Ooh. And it was a reference to. Was it in this it was a reference Nick to Crown Milk? Oh. No, it wasn't Nick Mac who threw his hat, sorry. So about Crown Milk. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I was talking about Bond still. Oh, no, Crown Milk. Crying blood from the eyes. Oh, no, that oh, was. No, that's in... the Shifra. That's because, you know. No, no, and, they, t- and they didn't talk about that on this. No, this is they not talked... the earlier. No, no, I know. I was, I was thought they referenced it on this, but it was no, an episode they... of Pointless we watched earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. That's a quiz here in the UK for anyone who doesn't know. Similar. Yeah. Pointless and Juicel. Right, okay, Michelle, is there much more? Uh, not too much more. So after this kind of shootout thing, I mean, the letter kind of turns up. Um, but when it comes to this kind of like party that's been arranged by the consulate, it's not the guy that turns up to the party. It's the lady. So she turns up yeah. and she's all alone. She hasn't and she got gets, a fiancé. She says, it's like, uh, well, my fiancé didn't seem to be using this. Yeah. And it turns out... And what is the party exactly? Because no idea. Ray, explained, Ray is invited to it. Yeah, Ray is. He's there earlier, having a few drinks and stuff. I guess as a liaison to the police in some yeah, description. Maybe, but uh, this woman's not explained at all. This woman's husband was invited to it. Don't Seems really to be a bit make of a clear why. Whoever he is. Yeah, it's, a, it's very a, bizarre. It's a party, and everyone's invited by the Canadians. Very bizarre. Uh, yeah, so we don't really know. So she turns up and, and she kind of says to him, oh, you know, I'd like you to come in. But obviously he's like, oh, no, I'm working the door, Malad. 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 I didn't like the So are you saying I, I'm full of blood? No, I'm going to have to go for weed. I'm going to wet myself with what I'm just... <laughs> Malad. See you in a minute. <laughs> Maladi. Second, I was going to say Madame, but it came out Malad for some reason. Okay, well, uh, just to vent one. Quickly go, don't do it on the floor. Okay, while well, uh, Michelle deals with her bladder issues, uh, yeah, they do a little callback in that scene whereby they've had earlier the setup that she talks to uh, Benny about do you ever get reckless do you ever just do something which you're not meant to he goes no not really well there was this one time yeah no not really and she says about oh he, he says he's got a loose thread in his uniform yeah I was going to say that yeah. that's something I was going to bring up as well no well only about exactly what you just said so he has this thread and he, he says have you got something to cut it with and she says oh you know just put it and he's like oh the button uh, might come off uh, yeah exactly and and she's like well you know have you never done anything spontaneous well he does pull the thread the button comes off but I think then later on like you say he's outside with Ray and he goes oh I've got a thread have you got something to cut him with Pulls well he almost it. cuts himself off he goes uh, not in that way uh, he goes uh, I've got a thread have you got something to yeah, never mind. And he and pulls, he pulls it the thread it... without even thinking about it. He just pulls it and, and the button's the there still. And uh, he goes off and does something spontaneous, which is uh, with the girl. He goes and dances with the girl. Hello, uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. He goes proper. Uh, we'll just fill him in on the. Noisy. Yeah, can you make some more noise on the podcast? That'd I be can great. Try. Yeah. Would you like me to? No. 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 Uh, so what they we're just talking to the audience about the thread and pulling the thread and it. Oh, doesn't work the first time, the second yeah, time yeah. it does. Very nice callback. Says a lot about uh, Benny. 
Uh, and that's pretty much it for the episode, really. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's fine. And there's a nice little outro joke where... Because he asks Ray to uh, take his duties on the door while mm. he's off doing this. <coughs> Ray then starts uh, making, uh, you know, just doing what he was doing before. And when some people come out, he was talking about how lovely the spread was, the buffet. And then two people come out and he goes, it's up bread rolls in your pocket. <laughs> spread them against the car. He starts shaking people down for bread rolls. It's wonderful. It's a lovely little Ray moment. Um I have to say, like, um, with Benny, um, he go, you know, he decides that he's going to leave his role and he's going to go into the party to go and dance with her. And we're going, oh, my goodness, she's so annoying. Why would you mm. then follow her in? And then it cuts to her in there and all you can see is a big cleavage. And they go, right. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like she's wearing another dress or just got twice the amount of cleavage. Like, yeah, then you go, like, okay, it's the cleavage that drew him in. <laughs> it's like the uh, movie director went off on a break and goes, um, look, Second director, uh, could you just get this shot? I'm really sorry, I just need to go to the toilet. I mean, I know we're in the middle of doing what we do, uh, but I don't care. I don't care what we're in the middle of. I'm going to go and use the loo and ignore our audience because uh, I don't think they matter enough to stay around. Michelle. I know. Anyway. Who would do that? Yeah, who would not who stay here and just that? pee on the floor? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would just stay and pee on the floor myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Michelle, you don't have to clean up. It's not your house, so... No, I've got, I've got a woman done. for that. Yeah, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicola, next time I'll just be on, we on the floor, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah okay. she'll, she'll mop it up, it'll no, be fine. No, because no, I don't live here. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't live here now. Anyway, regardless... Well, he is done by him, cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, what, yeah, you're not allowed to... <laughs> Sally, you're not allowed to pee in here, Michelle. No, that's why I go in the garden. <laughs> yeah. Feral. <laughs> so that was that this week's episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Again, it's one of those things whereby I mean, it's great to see her in this episode. She's really great and uh, really great actress. I think the character's a bit less annoying as it goes on. I think why that second director decided is like, well, his boss was off having a pee to go right. Get your tits out a bit more if you could. <laughs> Um, we need to make it believable that he would leave to come in to see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's, again, a bad day at G-Sad is still better than most TV. Exactly, yeah. It's definitely, definitely not the best that we've seen. And then not you, by and far. I think he's kind of spent most of it going, what is this is really about? <laughs> Usually, you know, you kind of get what it's about with yourself. And this one, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's a filler. I think, like we said earlier on, it's a bit of a filler episode. But what we need now, Michelle, though, is uh, some favourites. But first of all, let's go for our rating of the episode okay. first. Uh, Nicola, would you like to go first as our civilian aid? Mm. Pressure. You know, I know, I can only give it a five. Yeah. It wasn't awful, but I can't really get any substance from yeah. it this week. And actually, I was going to be a bit mean and I was actually going to give it a four. I never thought I'd give a Due South episode that lower score. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm now in between four and a five. Yeah. Now, I will say, again, I'll just put it out there once more. This is for a Due South episode. Mm. Like, what might be a two for a Due South yeah. might be a six in another show. Mm. So I'm going to say for this one, yeah, four, I'm going to have to go four. I'm going to have to go four. But you've got to think, there wasn't a no, Walsh moment. Okay. 
Yeah, no water. No water. That did chat no my ass a little bit. Yeah. No Huey and Louie. Oh, Huey and Louie, they come and go. And, and there was no Elaine. There was none of like, the good things that we kind of go, oh, there's them. Yeah. Oh, there's them. That we didn't... Oh, friends. I don't know why we go like that, but... Use our friends. Yeah. Oh, use our friends. <laughs> we, we like to see them pop up, and we didn't see it. And... Right, so we'll praise them on this much. The last few episodes, I think they've gone a bit off usual formula. Mm. So it's good to have a formula to these episodes. There's something comfort food about that. I've talked about that before. Like in these procedural procedural cop shows, got a certain formula because people like to just be able to put one on and go, oh, I get what this is. I know what's going to happen in an episode generally. Like an episode of Columbo, you know that he'll you'll see the murder, see who's done it, and then it'll be about how Columbo works it out. That's the formula to that. There's a formula to most Juice Out episodes. And occasionally when they subvert that, I kind of quite like it because you get something new, a bit different. There was a few less Ray and Benny moments in this one probably. Yeah, there was. But that, again, that's a nice shake-up sometimes. It just it didn't fully work for mm. me. And, yeah, it's a, it's a, but yeah, I, I missed having none of those periphery characters in there. Yeah. There was and absolutely there was no none. crime. Yeah. There was no crime in this one. Yeah. There's no... Uh, it's all about stakes and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the stakes are really to this other they than... Don't, jealous, it's not fully The jealous fiancé isn't enough yeah. for who, me. Who is he? Who is this man? Who is this yeah. man? Who uh, is he? Uh, so anyway, let's get on to our favourites of the week. Mm. So let's go for favourite Diefenbaker moment of the week. I think this is going to be a popular one. I think you're going to go for it as well, but I think it's that moment where he's just stood by the stereo, looking like the boss. You know what? I like that one. I'm going to go for a different one. Oh, okay. For me, I'm going to go for him hiding. Hiding. And pretty much thinking he's so clever, going, you know, he's never going to find me here. And then later on, he goes into the uh, cupboard where Ray finds him. So he's basically playing hide and seek mm. throughout the episode. Okay. Quite like the first moment when he's there in the consulate and... Uh, have you seen Diefenbaker? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Diefenbaker. That's my moment. Okay, so I'm actually going to add something else into Whoa! the mix. Whoa! I like this. Yeah, those two, I did think about those, and I liked him out with the stereo, etc. But mine was when he opened the door to show Ray the Mountie costume. It was as if to say, oh, do I have to do everything? Yeah. Like, everything out to you? That's what it felt like to me. He was three seconds away from going, oh, fuck it, he puts on the Mountie yeah, outfit. Oh, so that's outfit. So good. this way. Oh, <laughs> I'm not paid enough. Yeah. That was the bit for me. Okay. Nice, I like it. Uh, so now we're on to most... Let's go most Canadian first. Oh, see, this is going to be bloody tricky because earlier on I was thinking that the consulate guy was a different chap and I thought I can go easy here and pick him. But now I know it's the same guy that we've seen before and I think I've picked him before just because he's Yeah, but we Canadian. never said you can't pick someone twice. Oh. The one thing you can't do is pick any of the lead characters. Except for once we allowed because Johnny White Trash swapped. <laughs> okay. Like, Benny became the most American... Oh no, I don't think it was in a, I think it was the, the special we did on uh, Men With Brooms I don't think he chose um, Paul Gross as the most American Because he was acting American in that And he, he flipped everything on his head Which was nice Okay So would it be lame if I went for the consulate guy? Why was, why was he particularly Canadian in this episode? Just though? because he was Canadian <laughs> 
I have no better reason other than but it's good. Okay, I mean, it's your choice. It's your choice. I think though there has to be a reason why he's actually being Canadian. We picked genuine Canadians before. Yeah, because I don't think he's. But he's he is genuinely Canadian, but he's not acting Canadian. He's not. He's not acting Canadian. Other times when we pick other times when we pick genuine Canadians, they've at least been acting fairly Canadian. That's true. Although, let let me take my pick. You you can go with that, or you can maybe evolve your pick if there's something else you hear. For me, it's a lady working the consulate. Working on the desk. Who oh. wants to look out for... Cares about Diefenbaker. Wants to look out for him. But also knows that he's got to do what he's meant to do. So he tells... <laughs> she she finds a nice way of telling on him. And sorting out with Benny. So Benny doesn't worry either. How can I use that? He doesn't, okay. She doesn't yeah. want anyone to worry or anyone to feel bad. That, that is you going to go with mine? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that one. I can't... Yeah, that was exactly mine. My Brilliant. point of view. Great. Can't knock that. So finally, we're going to round off with most American of the week. My most American, I'm going to go with the lady of the episode. What was her name? Lady. And yeah, I just, <laughs> just realised this moment, never caught her name. <laughs> it wasn't my goodness. No, because I, I got all the, the fellas' names, but I never caught her name. Really? Yeah. Yes, Michelle. I got all the men's names, but I didn't get the ladies. <laughs> and and the phone number somehow as well. <laughs> yes, Nigel and Perry, give me a call. Got your number. I'll keep the guns at home, but uh, yeah, give me a call if you're in town. <laughs> Except for the guns on your arm. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for Catherine Burns, who's the lady of the that, episode. That's the lady. Played by uh, Jane Brokowski. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was going to... I think uh, the reason why I pick her is because... Again, I always make it clear I'm not ragging on Americans. There's sometimes <laughs> I'll pick an American or someone as American because they're a good ideal they have of America, such like entrepreneurial entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. some selling stuff and, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's a really bad thing. Exactly. No, that's good. It's very uh, laudable and commendable. This week, though, I'm going to go for Jane uh, or Catherine uh, because uh, she is a side of America when. She was American annoying. I'm sorry. Like, we get British annoying. There are British stereotypes <laughs> annoying as well. But she kind of is really irritating in a way that I think in an American style. Nicola? I'm going for Perry. And the reason I'm going for Perry is he was ballsy enough to walk into a wedding dress shop. No, Start shouting the shots, really. So that's. Okay. I think any man that walks into somewhere like that with all the bridezillas has got to be brave. <laughs> yeah. And I don't that's think. We, I can say. I you need some we, balls for that, don't oh, you? Oh, you do. I don't think we highlighted either that uh, that that guy was. Uh, what was his name again? Sorry. Perry. Perry. Perry was the uh, bodyguard for the. Uh, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel, the, the fiance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that everything, guys? I believe so. Yep. Well, Ron's been drunk. The episode's been talked about. It was meh. Uh, and uh, we, we've had a lot of fun. I've been uh, your host, Detective Squee. With me, as always, has been Dottie Baker. Oh. And joining me, as always, has been Civilian Aid Nicola. Yes. I sound like I'm dropping food parcels off, though, as Civilian Aid. <laughs> Deal with it, it's your title. Can you bring some food with you next time then? Well, I can't. I'm going to fly past and drop some parcels off something. What's your new slogan? Oh, if it's not a, if it's not drinks or a spreadsheet, I ain't doing it. <laughs> oh, Elaine ain't doing it. Look <laughs> yeah. at it right. Elaine, Elaine ain't doing it. it. And she'll get a printed All meals on wheels. <laughs> and on the back it'll be, I will drop your parcel off soon. <laughs> 
But I won't let go of your package. Hey! hey. Oh, uh, and of course, Monty Michelle. Yay, I've been here too. <laughs> That's <laughs> the been... saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of Moulin Rouge. Oh, Michelle, sorry, as the music's playing, they had a compass, where would they keep appointed? Do South by Southeast. You had to think about that, didn't you? Yep. Good night, guys. Good night.